suggested some sort of a grand extension. Ruthless aggression. Allow me to introduce you to the new general manager of Raw, Eric Bischoff. Who in the green hell are you? I lie, I cheat, I steal. And at WrestleMania. We are back. It's Ditz versus Josh. We're back for some Raw and Smackdown-ness. That, okay, yeah. <laughs> We're back. It's yeah. Monday. I was not sure of that as soon as I said that. you seen that in my face. <laughs> well, to be fair, you messaged me saying, oh, I'm ready to record. And I was like, well, I didn't respond for 15 minutes. And then I was, got back to you. I was like, oh, shit, it's Sunday. Like, I, I honestly don't know what day it is anymore. Like, it's everything just blurred into one. So yeah, well, I'll forgive you on that front. Well, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm not fussed at all. We were just sitting here for a while anyway while I was setting up. So um, we're back, though. It's been a couple of weeks. I took my week break. And then, of course, last week was Money in the Bank. So we don't record on pay-per-view weeks, which we're going to have a little bit of a stretch, a couple of week break again in a few weeks because we got a takeover and then backlash the week after. So maybe we'll record sometime during the week. I'm not sure, but just everyone heads up. We may be taking it or at least be taking another week's break soon for the pay-per-view. So there's that. But oh, well, that's fine. Um, I was going to say something very important then, but how are you anyway? I'm good. I'm good. I'm surviving. The fact that I've only left the house like six times in the last two months is is by the by. I like I like being in this house. I'm kind of used to it now. When I go out to work, I I I do worry because I don't think I can adjust. Mm, you've been home for so long. We're we're in mm. our lockdowns easing right off. So um, we're allowed to have gatherings again. We're allowed to go out. We're allowed to do things. So. And well, going, I don't even know what we're supposed to do because I oh, there's so many. Like, different, our government is fucking no, it's, all over it's the place. The same here because some places are like some places in Australia have pubs open and and you're allowed to have dining and stuff and not in South Australia yet, but I feel like that's coming soon. Um, but we're allowed to have like people in, within our homes. We're allowed to go to other people's houses. A lot of small businesses are opening up again. Um, we're in. It's not normal. We're still in step one of the easing of restrictions, but we're getting to, it's a three-step program every month. Another step takes place, but they're pushing everything up. It's a, it's not normal, but it's a new normal, I guess, because social distancing and that is still happening. Um, and that's still very much like heavily, heavily discussed. Um, but I don't know. The new fad. Yeah, it's just what it is for now. Until, until there's a vaccine, I think this will be normal won't it yeah yeah it's gonna be weird when yeah it's yeah it's gonna be bizarre when things start to open again you're just like oh i can actually leave and, and i feel a bit weird about it though public? i'm like am i allowed to go near people i'm not really sure yeah. because it would be I, I i'm a paranoid person by nature so i'm like can i do this can i not do this i'm not really sure i don't want people near me at the best of times so we'll see what happens i'm excited for 
to get back to somewhat normality, though. I am. I'm ready for it. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to going back to work, though. I'm working from home, so I'm still working. But in between sending emails and working on stuff, I can go, oh, I'll just go have a quick game of FIFA or I'll quickly put Call of Duty on. I'm not going to be able to do that in an office without getting, you know, frowned at and people being sad. Yeah. Um, Yeah, not for that, really. Obviously, I've been working away this entire time, but um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, uh, I don't know. There is so, I'm looking, you can, uh, Dits can see me where I'm video call and there is like 14 birds just at my back door and I don't know why. They're just all flying around my door. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm scared of birds. That's my biggest fear. I'm petrified of birds. That is like my nightmare is getting attacked by a pack of killer birds. Like a flock. And of they're birds. at your house. They're at my back door just like, Flapping away. I'm like, holy, oh my God. <laughs> if they get in, I'm going to like have a heart attack. Oh, what the hell? I'm so, I would rather hold 40 snakes than one bird. I'm, I run Ooh. away from little tiny birds. I'm scared of them. I don't know why. I always have been. I'm just really scared of birds. They're unpredictable. Yeah, they fly. We, what animal is, should, oh, get out of here. Like they've just, they peck and they shit everywhere. It's disgusting. <laughs> I don't, oh my God, there's so many and they're all just like, un, they're uncontrolled. Like they're not sitting. They're just like, where do we sit? Just get away from my door. Oh, here comes my cat. There we go. Narrative there in Josh's go. living room. The right deterrent there. is here. Oh, she's making, you know, those weird cat noises they make at birds when they're like, <laughs> that's what she's <laughs> doing at the moment. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I think we're talking about wrestling today, aren't we? Sure. Is that what this is about? This is a nature podcast. Ah, uh, yes, nature. David Attenborough, but Josh. Uh, imagine me narrating one of those animal shows. I don't know how well that would go. There would be a lot of swearing. <laughs> <laughs> ah, bird! <laughs> uh, um, anyway, sounds live. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so Raw and SmackDown. We had Judgment Day a couple of weeks ago. Yes, we did. That was a shit time. <laughs> yes, it was. It wasn't great. That's two duds looking, in a row. Look, looking back on it and, you know, thinking about when I was watching Raw, I'm like, okay, so I watched Judgment Day. I was thinking, man, that fucking sucked. <laughs> uh, which one was worse, though, for you, Judgment Day or Backlash? I think, I don't know, Judgment Day is fresher in my mind, but I feel like I did enjoy Backlash more for that string of really good matches. We had like two oh, or yeah, three we had, uh, good matches and it was like, oh, this is okay. It kind of, like the ending sucked, yeah. But Judgment Day had the hell in a cell. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> and that's where it's, yeah, I had like a bout of like three in a row where it went less than four minutes or something like that. And then the hell in a cell, which went on for like six hours. And then Hogan, which is just a big thumbs down anyway. <sighs> Um, yeah, so it's just, it just sucked. <laughs> it just, it just sucked. So I was ready for this Raw. Um, I guess we can go into Raw, by the way. We may as well get started. We're at, for anyone that doesn't really keep up with the dates where we're at, we're at May 20th, 2002. So we've made a bit of progress. Um, yeah. we're, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting through some of this stuff now. I just looked at the date and I'm like, whoa, okay. Getting through, we've been like a month and a half of shows and like, I actually feel like I'm, 
it's taken me a minute, but I'm actually feel like I'm getting into the stories and I'm like, okay, things are flowing on the show, not just pay-per-view to pay-per-view, but things are flowing within, within Raw. Um, of course, we'll talk about SmackDown in a minute, but um, we're in Memphis, Tennessee. So who's from Memphis? Of course, Jerry Lawler. So get ready oh, yay. for that. Um, but I, I mean, granted, this is when I liked Jerry Lawler. Well, I guess it was just more so I just, this was the time I was growing up. So it's just familiar. But Jerry Lawler was better, as was Jim Ross back then, to be completely fair. Um, that was the tr- soundtrack to my childhood, I guess, in a weird way. I heard Jerry Lawler, Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross and Lillian Garcia. That was my, that was my shit, I guess. But I don't know. It is, um, is Memphis, Tennessee, and of course, I don't know how SmackDown, if SmackDown would open up with the same thing, but there's a tribute to Davy Boy Smith. Um, no. Starts, oh, because he passed away the day before. So it opens up with with a tribute to him, um, and then it goes into the intro for Raw, lots of pyro, all that shit. And who, who starts Raw this week? None other Ooh. than... Wait, wait. Were you guessing? Go ahead and guess. Yeah, well, I mean, it's got to be Ric Flair, isn't it? No, it's Rob Van about... Dam. No way. Rob Van Dam to a huge... Ah. I say this a lot, I feel, on this show, but Rob Van Dam is fucking over as anything. I forgot how cool Rob Van Dam actually was. I used to love RV. He's awesome. Yeah, he, big And just consistent. Consistently great. Like, there was never a time where his music didn't hit and he wasn't over. He was the <laughs> kind of the... The invasion is looked at as horrible in WWE, but he was the light in that invasion angle. He was the one dude from WCW and ECW, with the exception of like Booker and the and the few bigger names. He was like the over one. He always got cheered when everyone else got booed on the invasion and stuff. Like he was, he is the success story from the invasion angle. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. And yeah, yeah I, he's a good dude as well. I met him. A couple, I mean, I've already mentioned it on the show before. But I met him a couple of years ago. Um, a live event here and had a Jaeger bomb with him, which was pretty cool. Like he's, he's just a good guy. Was he high out of curiosity? I, I have no idea. I like, it was like a VIP thing, um, before the show. Right. And I guess if you're going to stand there and take pictures with, I don't know how many people there were, it was a decent amount of people. Maybe that's what he needed to get through it. I don't know. <laughs> hey, do you, I'm not judging. If you want to do that, no. go ahead. Um, he's made a career on it really. <laughs> And, yeah. and, you know, I can't say I'm going. a former world champion. Yes, yeah, still going. He's in Impact and, and doing his stuff. And, yeah, I just sometimes I forgot how good he actually is, honestly. But, yeah, over is all golly. And he's coming to the ring and out comes The Undertaker, the new, the new WWE Undisputed Champion. That lad beat that old fart. Um, yeah. But he beats Which up RVD. Which is good RVD. for because you, you'd have to see him again. Absolutely, it's great. Um, <laughs> he beat up RVD on on the ramp as RVD was coming out. He just beat him up. He busted him open too. RVD was bleeding a lot, by the way. How do you feel about blood? Um, I don't mind it. Um, I is don't it, think I don't miss it. Is it like, necessary? I don't, I don't think I wouldn't say that it's it's necessary, but I think it in it, it can enhance certain feuds. Yeah. I don't like. So like you'll you'll see like when we get to SmackDown, twice it happened, mm. and I'll get yeah I'll get into that. But I think like 
it doesn't need to be like every match. Like I don't because there's so many times on SmackDown over the, or since we've been doing this that somebody gets busted open. And I'm like, it's happening too often for it to be like a coincidence. And you know, it's just something that's like it's it's obvious that a blade's gone on, but it's it, it's just a throwaway match and somebody gets busted open. It's just kind of well. It's not really needed, but then when you look at something like, I don't know, Cody and Dustin from Double or Nothing last year, obviously the blood was a lot, but it really enhanced that thing and really sold everything. So I think blood has its place and can really do uh, do wonders for a few, do wonders for a match, but it's it's not necessary, I wouldn't say. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I think it can enhance certain things and it can it can make a it can make a moment, but I think it can also break a moment. Like it can be like this is not needed, and if it's overdone, it's not special. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily miss it either. I would welcome it if it was back, but I don't want it all the time. I think WWE have shown in the we all know that no matter what, um, there has been certain instances in the last ten years that WWE have used blood packs or they've used blading. You can, it's pretty yeah. adamant. Um, but there also is a silver lining to blood now, as opposed to then, is that when people do bleed, it's genuinely real. Yeah, like, yeah, Samoa Joe did it when he was against Balor yeah. a few years back at TakeOver. Brock, literally any time Brock hits his head off the ring post, he bleeds. Um, yeah, it's happened quite a few times. And in fact, actually, Brock, like, busted Randy Orton open with his elbows on purpose, which was still insane to me thinking about it now yeah it's um you know it is what it is but rvd was this dude was he was bleeding it was a bath um he was <laughs> bleeding taker comes out he's on the microphone you know i'm the champion he killed hulkamania i was like hey um it was great he says he taker's gonna do whatever he wants he's like i'm the champion now i i run the show basically um rvd actually crawled back into the ring but taker then kicks him out again and RVD's just like dead on the floor he's like ah, bleeding everywhere and Taker's like little bitch basically um and then every time Taker would go to speak RVD would get back in the ring Taker would be like what the fuck man like what what the hell are you doing so he tried to beat him up but then RVD actually fought back referees pull off RVD RVD breaks loose and he attacks Taker again he ends up hitting a five star on Taker which in oh. this time I feel like that was a giant rub even now, to a certain degree, it's a giant rub. But, like, that didn't happen a lot. Like, if you're not a big, huge name, you weren't beating down The Undertaker ever, I feel. And at least, like, coming back to get him as well. Like, once you're once you're down and out, you're out. But coming yeah. back... He hit a five-star <laughs> and he ended up getting on top of him and and beating the crap out of The Undertaker. I was like... And the crowd was going apeshit. Like, they were going nuts. Um, So, mm. referees end up pulling him apart and... Taker actually is the one that stumbles back. Avidi's music plays to end the segment. So take that for what it is. Hmm, it's a good I was, opening. I was super I was super down for it. The crowd was lit. Like, everything just felt... I was like, okay, I feel like this is going to be a good roar. Like, I genuinely felt that. Because it's, it's been a long time. I kind of know the narrative of some of these stories. But we're not superheroes. We don't remember absolutely everything. Like, I don't remember this happening. I never remember this happening. But I'm down for it. I'm super down. No, for the only, I, only, I only remember something similar is is Jeff Taker. Yeah, That's Jeff, the only thing I, I, I oh, never remember Jeff. Uh, never remember RVD Taker. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that happened. Then of course we go to Ric Flair's office, and he's with Arn Anderson. Just he's like, ah, 
fuck you, Stone Cold, you bitch. And he's like, woo, 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 <laughs> strutting around. Um, but Taker ends up barging in the office and he says, I want RVD tonight. And Flair says, all right, you want RVD? Fine. You're going to get it, but it's going to be an undisputed championship match. Taker Ooh. kind of reluctantly looks to, he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. And kind of walks off. Um, Flair, of course, then turns to Arn Anderson and he says, I'm going to go to the ring and tell Austin exactly how it is tonight. So we're not done with Austin and Flair. Great. Uh, we go to a match. <laughs> it's the Hardy Boys versus the NWO's Big Show and X-Pac with Booker T. Um, so <laughs> the match itself is whatever. So we get to the end and Booker T tries to interfere, but he messes up and it kind of causes tensions within the NWO. And then someone else tries to come out to help. Oh, please tell me it's gold dust. It's Elvis. Elvis comes out, looks up, and it's gold dust. In, yes. in an Elvis costume over the top of his costume. <laughs> so it's like Elvis wig with gold face paint and glasses. And um, he tries to interfere and help the NWO, but it ends up turning, like, backfires and Jeff Hardy... Rolls up X Puck for the win. So, um, Big Show and X Puck are pissed at Booker T because of Elvis. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I'm going to talk about this seg- next segment in full detail. Oh. Because um, we have, cre- you have creepy Vince. All right. I do have creepy Vince. Now, Proudly there is someone on my brand that has equal creepiness that has only come out to play once. Okay, so Trish Stratus is backstage, right? And she's yes. doing the whole, you know when they used to do that thing with the women where they would bend over when they're stretching so you could see down their <laughs> shirt because we're perverts. Like, you yes. remember that? So she was kind of doing that. And you hear this voice. Hey, Trish. And I'm like, whose voice is that? Whose voice is that? She goes to pick up the championship and then the hand comes over and he's like, oh, in comes Paul Heyman. Now, if you remember, ah, yes, at the very beginning yes. of Dits versus Josh, there was a certain segment where Paul Heyman sniffed Lita's underwear. If you remember that. Yeah, sadly I do. Okay, so Paul Heyman is talking to Trish. He's talking away, chat, having a nice little chat, you know. And um, he he's rubbing his chest hair. <laughs> um, and I'm like, oh, this is this is weird. And Trish. Kind of looks a little uncomfortable, and he says, "Uh, hey Trish, yeah, last night at Judgment Day, you 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 defeated Stacy Keebler, and you looked like a real woman." Trish is like, "What the fuck?" Still rubbing his chest hair, by the way. He's getting lower and lower with those fingers too. It's getting weird. And then he says, "When I pinned Jeff Hardy, I looked like a real man." Just like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is weird. He said, <laughs> "Maybe after." I could make you feel like a woman again, maybe after the show. Trisha's like, she grabs the championship out of her hand, out of out of his hands, puts it on her shoulder, and says, "I have a match to get to." And he said, as she's walking away, he said, "That's not a no." Dot dot dot. Oh. So then, um, that happened, and it was weird. So you have, so you have creepy Paul. I have creepy Paul Heyman. That's so a thing now. That is a thing. Uh. uh and I'll just put this in in parentheses. That's not it for tonight with Creepy Paul. 
All right, uh, we go we go backstage again. We've got the NWO and Gold Dust. So, um, <laughs> Big Show and X Pac are yelling at Booker because it's like your friend cost us the championship. Booker C Booker T says that Gold Dust is not his friend. He said he's just <laughs> a sucker. Uh, Big Show says he's sick of this, and Big Show proclaims himself as the leader of the NWO. He's the leader. X Pac says no. He's been in the group bo- longer than both of them. He is the leader. Gold Dust, <laughs> Gold Dust says that if you let him into the NWO, he's the leader. <laughs> Booker T says that he's the leader and he's going to prove it when he beats the Hardy Boys tonight. And he said he'll even beat the Hardy Boys with this gold freak as his tag team partner. Oh. So then Ooh. we get a women's championship match. We got Trish Stratus taking on Jacqueline for some reason. Um. So, uh, they have a nice little match. There's a lot of, like, wrestling in this match. That's what I noticed from that. Um, I noticed something with watching these is that while the ladies were still getting the derogatory co- comments from Jerry Lawler and from the crowd and just, you know, puppies and all of that kind of stuff, when they were in the ring, you could tell they really tried to, like, have a wrestling match. You could see it. They weren't getting a lot of time. I'm not saying they were getting 10-minute matches. This went for about four or five minutes. And they were mm. they were wrestling. And especially with someone like Jacqueline, who doesn't probably get enough credit, I don't think. How do you feel about Jackie? Uh, indifferent, I would say. I mean, she was, But she's a Hall of Famer for a reason. And she's a tough, tough B. She would... You could tell she put some smack into her shots. I was like, mm. I wouldn't like she's to... She's like... Um, she's like a, a Bianca Belair of that generation. Yeah, Bianca puts in a lot of... I can tell Bianca has a little must behind some of her clotheslines and stuff like that. Okay. I, <laughs> I don't think I'd like to get into a fight with Jackie personally. I think she'd probably beat me up. Even now, I'm not a great fighter. <laughs> I think she would beat me up. But anyway, so Trish ends up getting the victory, retains the championship after a really bad bulldog, by the way, like a one-handed Chris Jericho bulldog. You know those. I mean, that, that's that's two in a row because she did a really shit one to uh, Stacey Heatler like, at Judgment you know, Day as well. Like that, not when you grab like a bulldog where you grab them in a headlock and then you you bulldog them. Like she was just like hand bulldog. Mm-hmm. It was odd. But Trish won. But who comes out to crash the party? Paul Molly Heyman. Oh damn. Paul oh, damn. Heyman with Brock. So okay. um, Paul again is. Touching his chest hair for some reason. <laughs> I guess that's sexy. You could have upped it and started rubbing Brock's nipples or something. That would have been... Uh, I don't know why. I Character I, development. I, I can't say that I have a very hairy chest. So I'm not saying that it isn't not... I'm not saying that it's not... Is that sexy? I don't I don't know. I don't I do not do it my, myself. Um, but do you, Paul, whatever works... But anyway, he said, Trish, you never said no to my proposition. Um, Paul then says that we can do this two ways. You can say yes, and we can have a great time. Or you can say no, and um, and you can you can play rough. And um, he says, he, he looked at Brock and he said, uh, Brock doesn't like when people say no to Paul Heyman. And he said that if you say no, then... Um, Brock Lesnar is going to show you how rough it's going to be. So basically he's threatened to bash this woman with a large man. <laughs> if she says no, Trish looks at him though. 
She's in the ring. He's on the ramp. And she yells, no. They said, fine. Brock, go show Trish how rough it can be. Brock prances on in and he's going to beat up Trish Stratus. But who saves the day? Why, Bubba. Trish, Trish's best friend, Bubba Ray Dudley. And he got one right. He, got, he gets right in Brock's face. And Heyman actually is the one to back Lesnar away from Bubba Ray Dudley. Hmm. And now we get to the segment of the night. It's a feature. Now, these opinions do not reflect those of the World Wrestling Entertainment. They reflect those of Tommy Dreamer. Because it's now time for A Day in the Life of Tommy Dreamer, <laughs> Part 2. This time, Tommy's going to get a haircut. Oh, nice. Nice like a barber. Um, and then he says to the barber, hey, um, did you know if you eat your hair, uh, it makes it grow back quicker? And he decides <laughs> to eat his hair. And then, um, and then he says, hey, do you mind if I have a drink? The barber's like, yeah, do you want some water? He's like, nah, just the, um, the solution you've got over there in your, you know, like the blue shit that they have on barber tables that you put in like the the tonic stuff that you put in your hair. Yeah, he drank, yeah. He drank that. Oh, okay. And then the barber says, do you want some hair gel? He says, yeah, great. Puts in a little bit. He's like, oh, I need some more. Grabs it and he eats it. <laughs> and then to end the segment, just the cherry on top, he eats some more hair, but this time it's hair from the floor. <laughs> I don't fucking know why any of this happened. But I, I certainly, all this I certainly didn't look up. I, I certainly didn't look at my phone for this entire segment. So, oh, I, I, there's there's one thing I know Tommy Dreamer does for a fact, and it's the only thing I remember from this whole angle, and it's horrible. But <laughs> um, yeah, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's <laughs> happening. It, it doesn't make any sense, but I'm honestly, I was, uh, here's your gimmick. Yeah. Enjoy. Um, I'm, I'm super into it. I'm like really into it. <laughs> I'm very confused by it all, but he, I mean, should we eat our own hair? And I'm, I'm talking by the way, people, for anyone who hasn't watched this segment, you could probably search it up, but he ate it. Like he, it was on his tongue and he swallowed it and it was feral. And he was like going like this with like twirling like a fucking cat. He was like had the whole hairball and he <laughs> swallowed it. And I was like, yuck. You know when you get I, hair I get... in your mouth and it's like yeah. the worst thing in the world? Mm -hmm. I have a full beard. I get hair in my mouth all the time and it's the worst. It's the worst thing ever about having a beard. It's horrible. And <laughs> I just don't understand. It's just, I've got time for it. I've got time for it. It doesn't make oh, any I'm sense, here, but I've got time I'm here for, for it. it too. I'm definitely here for it too. Definitely. Um, anyway, <laughs> moving along, we go backstage to Rob Van Dam and a WWE medical official. And he says, uh, I don't think you should go back out there. This cut's pretty bad. Harvey says, fuck you. I'm going to fight the Undertaker. In those words, of course. Of course. Um, then we get a European championship match. Oh, yes. Uh, we got... William Regal with Molly Holly, if you remember, they're a thing now. Remember? Ah, uh, yeah, he was saying that she was. He something. respects a lady that can grapple. Yes, that was it. Um, so she's with him. 
Um, versus Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. um, Molly in the match grabs Bubba's legs and Bubba ends up chasing Molly Holly. Um, but And then he's going to go get a table to put Molly through it, of course, because that's what you do. Um, and then who comes out? One Brock Lesnar. And this bitch, this bitch, uh, he hits Bubba hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, he hit him. Um, so Regal obviously ends up getting a DQ due to, due to interference. Um, and Regal ends up knocking Bubba out with the brass knuckles to the back of the head after Brock was done with Bubba. Ooh. I do love those brass knucks. So do I. I'm a big William Regal mark. And it just adds it when it's with Molly Holly. So not mad. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get to the in-ring segment with Ric Flair and Aunt Anderson. Yay. Um, Flair <laughs> just talks about Stone Cold. You know, the normal stuff that he's been talking about for ages with Stone Cold. Um, uh, so Austin obviously won, but he didn't pin Flair. Um, he, Flair wants the record book, like, corrected to say that he wasn't the one who got pinned. Standard bullshit. Austin ends up coming out, um, and Arn Anderson actually ends up talking, um, and reminds Austin that Flair has permanent backup, that being Arn Anderson. Um, Flair says that he's made some mistakes, as Vince did, but he said, Flair, Flair said it's now time to go to plan B. Plan B. Um, plan B. He says that Austin is now property of Raw. He's Ric Flair's property. He says that he's taking Austin out, quote unquote, of matches. And he says, as of tonight, Austin is benched. He says, go have the night off, Austin. You're benched. You're done. Get out of my arena. So Austin ends up stunning on Anderson and Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> has a beer and then walks off. Huh. Seems to be reflecting uh, real life a little bit. That. Yeah, it's getting. I'm. I'm thinking of the timeline in my brain. I'm like, I couldn't imagine this is too much longer before Austin is actually benched. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then we get a a, a a guest commentator for this next match. It's Jr. King and Raven. <laughs> Classic commentator. Um, so yeah, uh, Raven kind of calls out King and says that he, does he even know anything about wrestling anymore? Cause all he talks about is titties basically. Um, <laughs> which is honestly fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Raven says that if King knew women, his wife wouldn't have left him. <laughs> <laughs> I noted that because I was like, true. Um, so we get a match. The Hardy Boys are back, of course, to fight this time Booker T and Goldust. Um, the NWO end up coming out to ringside. Um, and X-Pac actually ends up hitting Goldust, which allows the Hardys to get the win. So the Hardys have got two wins in one night. But Booker kind of low-key seems to stick up for Goldust after this match too. So, again, the friendship is growing. It's growing. It's starting. It's growing. It's oh. Which I'm here for. Everyone knows I'm here for. Um... So yeah, we we cut from that to go to the pub. We're at the local pub because guess who rocked up? Stone Cold and Deborah. They're here to drink some beers at the bar, and they order a lot of beers. I bet he drank them all too. 
Oh, he was Deborah and him were like, "Fuck yeah, let's have the night off." So, yeah, they were just at a at a pub. It was great. So we go back into the ring, and the NWO Booker T and Gold Dust are there, of course. Oh, they're all arguing about who should be the leader. Blah blah blah. He's gonna. He said he has no big show. This threatens to beat up Booker T, and then um, they're about to get into the fight. But the NWO's music hits. Guess who's back? Nash. Kevin Nash to a monstrous pop, by the way. People went, what? Bizarre. I know. It was weird. I was like, what the? What the <laughs> hell? Memphis love. And yours is live as well. Yeah, Memphis love Kevin Nash. They were going bananas. Like, the music hit and everyone was like, what the fuck? And then he walked out and everyone was like, oh, shit. It's Nash. And Nash ends up yelling at everybody and he says, I'm the leader. Shut the fuck up. Um, and... He said that this is the NWO has become a joke and it's time to make them dominant again. He said Flair owns Raw, but Nash owns the NWO brand. And they're all too sweet and and they're they're united. So yeah, Nash is back. But we go back to the local pub because uh the waitress is now uh giving Deborah a drink and Austin says, I didn't order that drink. She's like, What? She goes, no, that man over there did. They pan around, and who's there? Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> so Eddie had I saw ordered. This. He he ordered uh he ordered a beer to Austin's table, um for Deborah. He Steve ends up asking Deborah why Eddie is uh sending her drinks and teddy bears. By the way, he sent her a teddy bear. I don't <laughs> know how he got that into the pub, but okay. Um, and Austin's. Not happy. Well, you wouldn't be. Another man is ordering your wife drinks. I don't think you'd be very happy. And he's drinking, so... can imagine. Uh, we go back to ringside, and Raven's still on commentary, by the way. Don't know why. Um, <laughs> but he continues to insult King, and he ends up getting in the ring and challenges King to a match. Because oh, Memphis. Because Memphis. And King just happened to be in his tights, by the way. Was he still wearing his tights to the commentary table at this stage? I think so. Okay. Um, well, King accepts and he says, you go put your gear on and we'll have a match. Simple. Memphis love King. Um, so then we go back to the pub and uh, Deborah ends up convincing Steve Austin to sing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how many drinks then? I don't know. Um, uh, but before he can start singing, Eddie Guerrero jumps up, uh, jumps up onto the stage and says that he's got this one. And Austin stares Guerrero down. Um, he's looking pretty pissed. But Deborah holds Austin back. Um, and Eddie sings, by the way. And it's not good. Eddie, I don't even know what he's singing. But it's you could imagine. Eddie Guerrero's not the greatest of singers. <laughs> he's not great. Um, but Austin's pretty pissed. But we go back to from the pub to the ring. And we got Raven versus Jerry Lawler. It's nothing. Jerry gets his shit in. Um, and then Raven ends up running away and gets counted out. Memphis are like, fuck yeah. That's thrilling stuff. Mm, it was riveting. Um, <laughs> so we're back to the pub, of course. We're going back and Austin's singing when we come back. Um, mm. Deborah's enjoying it, but Eddie Guerrero is not. Eddie, uh, Austin ends up being like, what the fuck, Eddie? What's your deal? Um, Austin gets in Eddie's face. Um, and then Austin's like, basically like, whatever, dude, I don't care. Turns around and 
Eddie ends up breaking a beer bottle over Austin's head, lays him out. And Deborah's like, ah! And everyone's like, oh my God. And Eddie ends up walking off and he laid out Stone Cold. When do we get to a point where we have a segment where Stone Cold is singing karaoke at a bar? Right there. Right there. This rule, yeah. May 20th, Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> the beginning of the end. Uh, now it's the main event time after that. Uh, we got an undisputed championship match, Undertaker versus Rob Van Dam. And this place is going ballistic for RVD. And it's a good little match. Um, and they end up getting back and forth. We get to this spot where uh, RVD does a rolling thunder. One, two, three. Referee counts to three. Taker's foot was on the rope, but the referee didn't see it. Lillian Garcia announces it. Winner and new undisputed champion, Rob Van Dam. And the place is like, you remember when Jericho false won the WWF championship against Triple H and the place was fucking bananas? That's the only thing I can describe it to. This place is going mental. And even I was like, wait a minute, what happened here? Because I don't remember. And I was like, holy fuck. I was even like, oh my God. He just beat him. And then who ruins the party? Ric Flair. He says, nope. Taker's foot was on the rope. I'm not having an undisputed championship match end like that. Um, he got in the ring and RVD was grabbed Flair and was like, what the fuck, man? And then, boom, Taker hits him. Referee restarts the match. Last ride. Taker wins. Raw goes off the air. Ugh. That place was going bananas. Like crazy for... Rob Van Dam. I would have been okay with that. Me too. And it was a good little match. And I liked the way that it happened, to be honest. So I will say something about The Undertaker as United States, as um, Undisputed Champion, is that it seems like with the Jeff thing, which I won't talk too much about in case people don't know, um, but this, I'll talk about this. Is he going to be on this trajectory where he helps younger talent? Because I feel like that was a thing that Taker did. Ew. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think how the think the whole path does. shapes I mean, out. We'll see it. I'm sure. Raw and SmackDown. You get Taker now as well. Um, but like, I would be more than fine with that. Yeah. More than fine. But yeah, good little match. A good Raw, to be completely honest. I I enjoyed for the most part. There was a few little bung segments in there, but other than that, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And just the crowd it like itself, a pretty decent one. Yeah, the crowd was just really into it, which I'm all for. Yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> that sounds better than my SmackDown. I'm not, I'm not trying to like cut um, or sell my SmackDown short, but it... I don't know. Like, I mean, we said about... We talked about it before we started recording. Like, you seem to have had some new stuff going on, like new feuds developing and all that kind of stuff. Whereas mine just seems to be more of the same stuff. Which, of course, awesome. I'm going to get into right now. Yes, it's SmackDown uh, time. It is SmackDown time, and uh, this week it's hailing from Tupelo, Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi! Mississippi. Oh, yes, Mississippi. M I S M I S S I. I use that to spell it in my notes. M I S S I S S I P P I. Do you remember when Ralph Wiggum did that in The Simpsons when he was like Mississippi and he was like M I S K I S S I N G? C 
sitting in a tree. Do you remember that? No. Oh my God. Ralph said that in the Simpsons. It was like the weirdest thing ever. Cause Ralph is like the stupidest thing in the world. I mean, I am Ralph to a certain degree, but yikes. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going back and watching The Simpsons, so I probably I will come across that at some point. I choose you. Oh, that was I, like, yeah. Oh, it was like the sweetest thing ever. And Lisa was like, get fucked, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> and you can see the moment his heart breaks. I and know. Like just, <laughs> pause, 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 Poor pause. Ralph. Anyway, oh, on, next week on the Ralph Wiggum cast. <laughs> um, so. You'll be uh, surprised to hear that SmackDown started off with a match this week. Oh. Never happens. Yeah, that's unlike. Never happens. I guess because Raw didn't, so you can. Meh. Um, It's Triple H versus Lance Storm. And obviously Triple H is selling the effects of the the Hell in a Cell match. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lance Storm. uh, I mean, we, we always talk about it, but Lance Storm is awesome in yes, the ring like throughout this whole match like despite i i get the triple h is like selling the hell in a cell match and stuff mm-hmm. but like lance lance does well in this thing but he uh he start before the match even go he gets on the mic um and says triple h isn't the athlete that he claims to be so he's going to teach him a lesson that only a true ring technician can do and he's he, to be fair he's a pretty damn good fucking ring technician so mm-hmm. i wouldn't even argue with that nice. um but there was a bit of back and forth and going back to the whole blood conversation, Triple H is busted open again. Nice. I can't remember. I can't remember what point it happened, but he's busted open again. So he, for for like the last three or four weeks, he's had a. He comes out to the ring with like a, a a bandage or like a plaster or whatever on his head, and every single week he's getting busted open. So either it, they're just not letting this thing heal, and they're blading on top of a previous blade, or it's just keeps happening by accident i don't know but just let the fucking thing heal for christ's sake um, um but storm uh, is on top for the majority of the match but then he goes to the top rope and triple h pushes the ref into the ropes which causes uh, i don't even understand how that really works when you push like somebody into the ropes and then they just collapse off the top rope i get like obviously their one foot is on the rope but it's, they're at the, like the tightest part of that rope. So if there's some kind of like bounce, it wouldn't be enough to knock you off. I don't know. We, we watch a, we watch a, a, a sport that uh, we believe in Irish. <laughs> we watch, we believe in Irish whips. Dits. Like true. They true. aren't like, there's no way that someone is going to throw you. So you run. Like, that's not real. <laughs> we also believe in a dead man, like a literal, he's dead. Um, so I don't know if you're talking about logic in wrestling, you're probably not talking to the right person about it because yeah, I don't I'm, think there is logic in wrestling. Although I'm I love, I'm not, great. you know, I mean, I'm not shitting on it, but <laughs> why are you questioning it? It's just how it is. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it just, I, I don't know why I never question it. It's only since we've started doing this show that I seem to be picking up on it because it happens. More of this stuff happens right, so back let's, then. Let's, okay. Whenever, when, whenever in the timeline of our lives, when we finally get to meet one another in person, let's go find a wrestling ring and I'll, you can get up on the top rope and I'll run against the ropes and see if you fall. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> okay. Done. Let's do it. And we'll do a couple of Irish whips. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll just, sandbag. Just don't move. I'll just be like, <laughs> try and make me run, bitch. It's like the catapult move. I think that's the stupidest move in wrestling. You know, when they, they oh, the toss. And they, they, you know, like, they got you in, like, a... 
how do I describe this for people listening? Like the it's like it's like a pretty walls of Jericho. Yeah, and then they flip you. That that you're making someone jump off the ground by just falling. That's not. That's, <laughs> no, that doesn't. It's not how we op. That's not how the human anatomy. That's not how gravity works. It's not just whoa. I'm gonna spring off my legs. Like that's not how that. Just no. Like Ziggler goes into orbit when he. Oh my sells god, Ziggler like fucking <laughs> flies into the fucking first row, basically. Um, but I don't know. Wrestling, hey, Rhonda said it best, eh? Hey, Rhonda, shout out to you, Rhonda, mm-hmm. listening at home. Yeah, friend of the show. Yeah, friend of the um, show. But, uh, yeah, Knox, uh, for some reason, Knox Landstorm off the top rope, um, hits the pedigree and picks up the win against Storm. So despite the fact he was wounded from his match at Judgment Day, he still picks up the win, which is nice. Um, then we go backstage with Christian and Kurt Angle. Now, of course, Kurt Angle had his head shaved bald at Judgment Day, which was a fun time had by all. Uh, Christian questions whether Kurt Angle, who's like his head isn't showing throughout this thing. It's like neck down. Um, Questioning whether he should go out. But Angle says um, it'll be a courageous move, one that is befitting of a gold medalist. Um, but Christian says, on the plus side, at least nobody will be chanting, you suck anymore. It'll be your bold instead. And then he fires off like this rendition of your bold and then adds his own little improv take on it. Um, and then Kurt Angle kind of goes, right, let's go do this. And then walks away. Nice. And then is a, this, this bit is really random. But foreshadowing, I guess you could say. Uh, we stay backstage. And Stacy goes up to Test, who is Ooh. checking himself out in a mirror, as you do. Oh, of course. Um, she's delivering a message. Vince wants a favor. But Tess doesn't want to do the type of favors that Stacy does to Vince. So she goes, oh, it's not that kind of favor. This is a different kind of favor. The actual favor is to take out Orton tonight in a match. So Stacy thinks that Vince is jealous of Orton's youth, good looks, incredible body. And, of course, she's getting all dreamy about Orton at this point. You know, kind of like distant staring and all that shit. Um, Tess accepts, but he says, <laughs> but he says he's going to take care of Stacy first grabs her and smacks on a little kiss and it's not just a peck it is a smooch to stacy and then just walks away is she into it she doesn't she doesn't fight it she kind of goes choice words um Um, but but will there be comeuppance from vince we shall see oh vinny vinny mac Mm. Mm. vinny mac uh, so we go to the ring. Kurt is due out. His music plays, but no appearance. So uh, everyone's kind of like, what the hell's going on here? And the music c- kicks in again. And after a while, Angle comes out wearing that famous wig that he donned with the like, <laughs> like the amateur wrestling kind of yes, head I, I wear on. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> and he comes down to the ring and he's just like, he, he says, it's a miracle. Um when he won the gold medal, when he had a broken neck, but he said, this hair comes a very close second because it's amazing what hair supplements can do these days. He said, he's grown this thing out in like the four days since judgment day. And then he said, I, I let it grow even more just because I can. Um, says he's going to go um, now that he's gone out and just kind of showed it off. He says he's going to go to the back and try out some new hair mousse that he's bought. But then out comes Maven. Good old Maven, tough enough winner, Maven. We love um, Maven. And he says, he says, there's no shame being bold. 
He tells Angle to take off his Elton John rug. Um, and then Angle turns around and goes, like, who the hell are you? I have no idea who you are. And then he's kind of just like, oh, yeah, you're the guy that won that contract on the MTV show. Um, and challenges Maven to come and remove his supposed wig, um, which Maven accepts. Uh, so he runs down to the ring. Uh, Kurt attacks him straight away. Uh, but eventually Maven gets the upper hand with one of his uh, signature drop kicks. And he tries to take the wig off, but Kurt back um, hightails it out of the ring. Edge then comes down. So they're still linked and um, tries to take the wig off. But then Christian makes the save. And you can see where this is going. We have a tag match later on in the evening featuring these four superstars. Funny old thing. Player, player, player. Uh, and we get back from what it was one of those like Slurpee Cup ad breaks. You know, like the one where RVD is oh, like, yeah. oh, don't buy, don't buy the rocks, buy RVDs. Oh, yes. If, Yes, yeah, had that. Um, so we come back from that ad break, and randomly, Stacey Keebler's music is playing, and she's there doing like a sexy dance on the announce table for no reason. It's just happening. I was like, <laughs> this been, what, what's going on? There's no build to this. Why the fuck is she here? But she is. Um, well, but I get, well, actually, this is kind of explained with this. A banner appears on the bottom of the screen advertising an upcoming women's championship match between Trish and Stacey. At a brand new show called Velocity. But it's not a normal match. It is not a normal match. It is a bra and panties match. Uh, So, of course, she has to seductively dance on the announce table to sell that shit. Okay, listen. Okay, this is what I don't understand about a bra and panties match. Most of the women already were wearing pretty (laughs) much that at this time. So, why is it humiliating? Yeah. like, Like, no. Like, I understand it's degrading and it's horrible, but, like, they were already basically wearing that. <laughs> another so, another logic, another bit of logic. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and by the way, speaking of advertising stuff, um, Panasonic had a few plugs <laughs> Panasonic, throughout the night. Panasonic, hell yeah. Um, about their uh, eee camera. <laughs> oh, oh yes, that came up a few times. That came up a few times. <laughs> Uh, if anyone's listening to this and went back to watch that, like I'd be interested to hear what oh, you I had watched to it. it was say fucking. It. it was honestly it the was way bizarre. you described it, and I don't understand yeah. how. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't taking the piss. It's exactly. It was weird. Stacy's face was like, "I'm what here. The fuck? I'll be waiting for you." You strange. It was weird. So fucking weird. I can't wait for that velocity match. I hope you cover it, Dits. <laughs> oh yes, next week I'll be all over that shit. Um uh, yeah, so the actual reason that she is out here apart from plugging the uh, bra and panties match, she's on commentary for Test versus Orton. Um and Test spends a lot of the match taunting Orton, mocking him. Um, but then of course at some point Orton hits back. And I'm on, I, I don't know how I've never noticed this because watching that Ruthless Aggression era um, documentary on the network, I've seen it a lot because I've just watched the Evolution episode. But I never noticed that Randy Orton does kind of like a frog splash crossbody. You didn't know that? Like, I was just thought, oh, he's just doing a crossbody. I never really paid much attention. It's but then this his, one, he um, hit there. If you ever, have you ever watched years ago the Randy Orton documentary that came out, the DVD no. one? Um, well, he basically said that Ric Flair was the one who told him to stop doing it. Really? Because he said, "Why do you need to do that? It's you can do just because you can do something doesn't mean you should." So does it? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense for you to do that. But it makes it a bit different. 
than a standard boring crossbody. He said it makes no sense. Why do you need to do a crossbody off the top rope? You don't. Oh, need a crossbody to. in general. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he basically. I think it was Flair. Was it Flair or Triple H? I think it was Flair. He said, you don't need to do it. He said, you don't need to do it. You're six foot four. You don't need to do that. Eh. Well, I guess it didn't work against him, did it? <laughs> no, it well, now he doesn't do anything but a headlock and an RKO. <laughs> but honestly, I'm here for it to be completely. Yeah, oh, yeah, same. I'm, I'm a big fucking fan of, uh, of Randy. And anyway, so his, yeah, he, uh... was he in blue shorts, by the way, at this point? Oh, like yeah, like he tides, hasn't changed yeah. these shorts since he debuted. Yeah, yeah, the blue shorts, Orton on the back, yellow stripes down the does side. The whole wrist He's rocking that thing, shit. Like, does the, yep, okay. Yep. Gener- face generic right. music is still here. Oh, yep. Uh, it's all going on. So he hits the uh, hits that frog splash crossbody. Um, and then Randy, like, tries at least four or five different variations of pins and roll-ups, small packages, um, inside cradles, all that kind of shit. Um, all hit two, uh, hit two counts, but then test... Hits a uh, kind of like a crossroads um, and gets the win. Yeah, and then that's it. Like I, I, I figured because Test was doing a favor for Vince and and putting the beating on Orton that there was going to be some kind of attack at the end. But it was literally there's the win. Stacy walked off. Done. Like there wasn't even any mention of their kiss or anything like that. It just kind of ended. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, and then we go. Are you watching a TikTok? I- literally did not mean to open it i'm sorry i went to click on something else and it was your tiktok that came up yeah yeah baby Uh, i was like oh my god this is so loud up up my bad sorry i went to open snapchat and my tiktok's right underneath i'm like oh my god that's gonna make so much noise This man will not be happy that you interrupted him. It's Undertaker. Oh, shit. Because um, he now can come to SmackDown, even though he was kind of doing that anyway. Um, it's an interview backstage with Kevin Kelly saying that he's accomplished what, accomplished what he set out to do at Judgment Day by killing Hulkamania because, oh, by the way, Hulkamania is set to retire this evening. Hulk Hogan is oh, saying yeah, goodbye. Actually, yes. that on Raw. They were hyping up the fact that Hogan... Where there's been rumors that Hogan will retire. Yes, that is that is the uh, the end of SmackDown segment. So he's referencing that, saying he's, he he came to SmackDown pretty much to view his handiwork, to see that all uh, go bye bye. Uh, and by the way, the undisputed title belt still has the WWF logo at this point. Still haven't changed it. And uh, he yeah he's reeling off. It doesn't think anybody's ready to step up and face him in his yard. But then Kevin Kelly questions Taker that RVD should be the undisputed champion right now and then rolls the footage from Raw and then we have that whole story playing out. So this, the beat down at the very start of Raw and then the actual match and the foot the rope and all that kind of stuff. Um, Undertaker says, uh, well, he doesn't really say anything. He just says it's down to poor officiating and therefore the match continued and he won fair and square. Um, Undertaker says that he's only here to see the handiwork. Seeing, uh, seeing Hulk are going to die walks away off he pops and then we go to rico in the locker room new tag team champion rico by the way um won the titles um unwillingly with rikishi at judgment day um he's enjoying that tag belt yeah yeah he's enjoying that tag team belt he's he's looking at he's admiring he's happy um but then billy and chuck barge in and all of a sudden like he plays it down He's just like, oh no, like I don't, I don't want this, you know. I, I, 
Look, I can't believe this has happened. And he's like, besides, like the belt looks terrible on me. You know, I don't like it. Um, and he says that no matter what it takes, I'm going to make sure that you guys are tag team champions again. Whatever it takes, he's going to do it. And they embrace a little hug. And Billy and Chuck kind of look at each other and go, this fucking guy? Really? And then they pull away and it's all happy smiles again. And then Billy and Chuck leave. And then Rico goes back to uh, admiring his title. So I can see something developing here. Mm. short slowly but surely um then we go and see jericho walking down the corridor also the walking wounded following that hell in a cell match um and he say he, well he's gone to go and see farouk of all people and says that he doesn't want to wrestle tonight or get in any kind of altercation because of his injuries he, he reels them all off um and offers farouk money for protection and farouk declines and uh, reveals that mark henry is his opponent tonight so we get Mark Henry versus Chris Jericho later in the show. Hooray. Um, and then we actually have a match. After all these backstage segments, we finally have another match. Um, it's Edge and Maven versus Angle and Christian. Um, Kurt and Christian like heal it up for the most part of the match um, against Maven. They kind of ground him, keep Edge out of the match. Um, but then the ref is dis- distracted at some point, and then Maven hits that popular low blow. Happens every single week here on SmackDown. Uh, it always seems to be in a tag match as well um, then Edge gets the hot tag and then it just becomes a bona fide tornado tag Like everyone's fucking going at each other and eventually Edge and Angle spill to the outside leaving uh, Christian and Maven in the ring um, and Maven rolls up Christian for the victory Maven mm. oh, man. decent match decent match. But, but bearing in mind Maven was supposedly doing stuff with Tori uh, the week before Judgment Day then at Judgment Day and then nothing this week he's now involved in this storyline so mm. okay. <laughs> is that is that progress i don't know um but then we go to another match back-to-back matches Jesus. here on smackdown mm-hmm. it is devon versus rikishi and you'll be happy to know that devon is finally coming out to uh he's coming yes it's finally here he's finally doing it um so he comes out and it shows um, shows the um, footage from from Judgment Day um, about the attack that they did on Bubba and all that stuff, and then Rikishi winning the titles. And this is something I actually noticed that we definitely don't get anymore. Like it actually showed that clip verbatim, like it was the whole thing. Like there was no, you know, like where it kind of like yeah. Now if yeah, they yeah yeah it it was weird. I was like oh they're actually showing the pay per view and what happened. I don't understand why they don't do that. Like especially like small clips, it doesn't. If, if you're literally just showing, like, The Undertaker chokeslime in AJ Styles, why does that have to be like, oh, up in the air, and stop. Oh, and then slam, stop. it's probably like, you want to watch this, buy it. Sign up it for just, the network. Buy the pay-per-view. Yeah. That's how I, I, I one chokeslam. I, I get it, but they didn't care back in 2002. They just let that shit roll. Um, yeah, Devon gets on the mic uh, after Rikishi comes out and says, what the hell? And then he corrects himself. He goes, heck, what the heck are you doing? Um, says you should go to the back and put some clothes on. Rikishi obviously doesn't take kindly to that. And then hits uh, Devon. And the match goes on, but the match is nothing. Everything happens outside of this match and around the, uh, uh, the, around the match. Rico, Rikishi's uh, tag team champion partner, comes out to supposedly support Rikishi. Of course, that's not the case. Um, and then shortly after, Billy and Chuck 
um, make an appearance on the stage. They stay up there. They don't come down. And it's essentially five on one at this point because you've also got, you've got Devon, Deacon, Billy and Chuck, and now Rico and Rikishi on his lonesome. And Batista constantly is distracting the ref. Like he keeps jumping up on the apron, keeps grabbing Rikishi's leg, just keeps doing all kinds of manager's shit that they usually do back then. Um, and then that allows, after the sixth or seventh attempt at distracting, Rico comes in the ring, clocks Rikishi in the back of the head with a tag belt. Um, that allows Devon to uh, pick up the victory against Rikishi. Hmm. And then uh, there's a post-match assault. Rikishi's getting beaten down by Devon and Batista. Um, and then Rico goes in the ring to console Rikishi. He's kind of like, He's kind of like hugging him, just ah, oh, oh, I can't believe that's happened. Are you okay? And all that stuff. At the same time, like thumbing up to the stage, like with a big smile on his face, and would be in Chuck and just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even thinking that Rikishi will watch this on TV and see that you're being a twat and you've just hit him with a fucking metal belt. But there you go. Um, then we see, I, I haven't seen much of uh, Chavo oh, Guerrero Chavo. on SmackDown, but he is here and he's watching the Eddie segment from Monday Night Raw. Oh. He's, get, he's really oh, into so that's it. That's why you've yeah. seen it. Okay. Yes. He's like, yes, come on, Eddie, and all this shit. And then Gregory Helms comes in in his press attire um, and says, it's funny that Eddie is being dastardly over on Raw and the people leaving the notes are seemingly dastardly. Is that a coincidence? And like, Chavo's just like, fuck off. It's not Eddie. I'm like, what are you on about? Um, <laughs> and says, he's, he's, all, the, all that he cares about is taking the uh, Cruiserweight title from the Hurricane tonight. And then he leaves. And the hurricane is just like, oh, what's that smell? And then he like looks to like a locker and opens it. And of course, there's another note. Um, and it's like a clue. It says like the clue is in the locker. And it's like a bag of beef jerky. <laughs> I like beef That's jerky. That's the clue. No, I'm, I'm a fan of beef jerky. Yeah, it's a little chewy, I don't but know, I'm into it. I don't know who it's supposed to be linked to, though. Beef jerky. As soon as I saw it, I was like, who... Who eats beef jerky? Whose who's gimmick has been eating beef jerky? It doesn't, doesn't marry up to absolutely Guess anything. We'll find out. We will find out. Um, then we uh, stay backstage with a Triple H interview. Uh, it talks about Hell in a Cell and then his match against Lance Storm. Um, but it says his focus is going back to that undisputed title. Um, Storm comes up and says that he was lucky. And he distracts Triple H long enough for Tess to hit a big boot onto Triple H. So we've got that. So Landstorm and Test. I think this could be the. I saying that I don't know how long it took for the uh, the Un-Americans to be a thing, but they're kind of already in cahoots mm. at this point. So hmm. I don't know how long Seeds. it takes, but we we do have Storm and Test working together at this point. Um, and then we go to another match, cruiserweight title match, because these things just seem to happen every every week. There's a cruiserweight title match. Every week there's uh, a women's championship shuffle. match. Sorry. I know it's bizarre, <laughs> and that's actually that's actually a point since we started this show i don't think there's been one apart from a swimsuit match fucking air quotations uh, i don't think there's been one single women's match on smackdown at this point no women weren't a thing on smackdown bearing in mind that that women's title can go between shows mm -hmm. which makes it even which makes it even stranger Trish stratus technically can it well she's gonna be she's gonna be on velocity i guess no uh, yeah in a classic classic match uh yeah so we have hurricane versus chavo it's actually a really good um tv match uh, some good back and forth um but hurricane hits an overcast which is essentially a blockbuster from the top rope for the win and uh by the way chavo's theme is fucking awesome which one is it I was, it's like that dun, 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 oh yeah dun, 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 yes. dun, and then eventually it goes bah, 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 
Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's I great. I love that, that shit. I do. I, I like that theme. Um, and that was it. Chokeslam win. Oh no, it wasn't Chokeslam. The Overcast. Sorry. Choke and that slam, was the win. Nice. He didn't hit a Chokeslam. Funny enough, he rarely hits that Chokeslam. No, um, we go backstage with Vince mm-hmm. and Stacy. Mm-hmm. However, there is no creepy Vince this week. Uh, I'm so sorry, everybody. Paul took it away I'm, this week. I'm as I'm as distraught as you are. Um, he says he's, he's just like the kiss earlier meant nothing and her dancing on the table. He's like, he, he said he doesn't really care. He said, it's okay because nothing can make him unhappy as the Hulk Hogan is retiring tonight. He's got a point to be fair. This could be the worst yeah. SmackDown ever, but if Hulk Hogan was retiring, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. Um, Jericho comes in to complain about being put in a match tonight, but Vince says he should view it as an opportunity against the world's strongest man and says a, a win over him would be fantastic. Um, so then we go to that very match. Uh, Henry obviously dominates the match with, you know, Jericho selling all the uh, the Judgment Day stuff. Bust Jericho open. So we got mm-hmm. two bleeds this evening. Throws him around a lot. And eventually the action. Oh, like uh, Jericho's on the ropes. And I'm trying to think who does this move quite a lot. It's like when you like they run to the other side of the ring and then back. And then as they're like on like laying on the ropes, they jump like on their back. And like it's kinda of like a reverse Bronco buster on the ropes. Oh, like that um Jericho used Austin, to do it. Austin Austin used Austin Jericho used to, to do, do it. Molina, if you remember Molina doing it. I remember Molina yeah. doing it. And I apparently Mark about. Henry. Oh yeah, he used um, to always do it because he used to do the thing when he would miss and he would go through the middle rope. Yeah, he didn't miss. He fucking took out Chris <laughs> Jericho. Like it looked really fucking painful <laughs> um and of course that spilled them both to the outside he pretty much decapitated chris nice. um jericho went to grab a chair but henry blocks it um and throws uh, jericho back in the ring henry picks up the chair and goes in himself but the referee stops him from um, from doing any damage with it and the ref takes the chair off him but whilst the referee is disposing of that chair with his earplugs in jericho has found another chair and clocks mark in the back for the free count, oh. a chair shot to the back, to the back. Nice. against the world's strongest man, Why not? big dude, for a free count. That's the thing. Um, and then we have the thing I've been looking forward to throughout SmackDown, Hulk Hogan's farewell. What a great jolly old time this is. Um, usual stuff that you can expect. He bangs on about where he was born, his parents, when he got into the business, says he's had a blast over the last 20 years. Then he starts talking about his dad passing away and that when his dad was in hospital, he only ever showed emotion when wrestling was on. And that his dad, he said, I swear to God, he said, my dad told me to get back into wrestling and go home to WWE. I doubt that conversation ever happened, but there you go. Um, And he starts to thank the fans, appreciates everything they've done for him, especially for believing him in this stage of his career. Um, and says that he hopes Hulkamania will be immortal and live forever. And the best thing since this versus Josh started happened, Jimi Hendrix played. <laughs> it wasn't that fucking oh. Oh, like generic, oh, let's throw that over it. Jimi Hendrix fucking uh, voodoo child played. It's as if they like, it's as if they missed it. They went, right. Oh, we've got the entrance and we've got the outro, but we don't have... The middle. Oh, it was a great time. Annoyingly, though, Vince's music interrupts it. 
And I'm usually a big fan of Vince's music, but not at this stage. Like, you fucking interrupt Jimi Hendrix, especially as I've been deprived of it since we started doing this thing. I'm not happy, but there you go. It happened. Um, he comes out to gloat, but he says it's pathetic that Hulk Hogan is announcing um, his retirement in the rectum of Mississippi <laughs> and says the whole thing is a stunt. Um, and that there's no chance in hell that he uh, is retiring tonight or ever or ever uh. retiring for that matter. He said he walked. He said you, you walked out on me 10 years ago, but not this time. You've signed a contract. And if you leave, Vince is going to sue your fucking ass, basically. Uh, and the only and then he threw in the only way Hulk Hogan leaves his company is if his body is decomposing in a coffin. Ooh. Um <laughs> Uh, and then Vince's guy, yeah, I created Hulkamania, I own it, um, and I'm going to rinse Hulkamania of all the money that I possibly can whilst you're still alive. Um, Hulk says, oh yeah, I'm not retiring until I kick your ass, and then proceeds to uh, punch Vince, slam him with his weight belt that he has around him, um, but then is attacked by The Undertaker. So it doesn't look like that thing's ending anytime soon, which is not good. Uh, <laughs> Hulk then fights back and throws Taker out of the ring. And unfortunately, the shitty generic music is back. And that is what ends the show. Nice. Ended mm. it fucking hard. <laughs> so, yeah, no Hulk Hogan retiring this week. Which I knew anyway, but in the spirit I mean, of just pretending that I haven't watched anything else, yeah. I would have been incredibly disappointed. Yeah, that's how I'm watching these shows too. Oh, that's disappointing. But there you go. Yeah. So this is basically kickstarting the very, very, very long storyline of Vince versus Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Which actually does come to a very good conclusion, by the way. We'll get there, yeah. Um, but we will get there. But it's I, a hell of a book. Yeah, it is. Honestly, it is. Fair is fair. <laughs> Um, regardless of personal feelings aside, it is a very good program. <laughs> like a very good one. <laughs> um, yeah, like Brock gets intertwined, like intertwined into it, and then Zach Gowan is in there. Steph gets involved. Uh, Mister America is a thing. All it's... stuff to look forward to. Um, oh yeah. Here's something that I have not told Dits yet. Ooh, are you ready? I, I wanted a genuine reaction. Are you ready for something? Okay. Okay, next week, mind. next week, we're having opposite week. You're watching Raw next week, and I'm watching SmackDown. Oh, my. We're going to swap for one week only. Oh, shit. Just Ooh, see. I like just it. see, because we haven't... Disclaimer, guys, I don't watch SmackDown. I only listen to what... I don't watch Raw. I don't so watch next Raw. next week, either. we're flipping it around. Dits is going to watch oh. Raw. I'm going to watch SmackDown, and we're going to completely talk about it the normal way. We're not going to be... We're not going to be like, eh, fucking SmackDown, fucking Raw. We're going to watch it. We're going to review it just like we would, but we're switching around. And I didn't tell Dits for that one reason because I didn't want him to think about it. I wanted his <laughs> genuine reaction. But I know he'll be I'm, here for I'm it. happy with that. Yeah. Only for one week. Only for one week. We'll go back to our normal stuff the week after. But I want to I want to see what's been I've been missing on SmackDown for a week. Just for a week. You, you, basically, you just want a win. So you're coming over to the A show. Hey, don't be like that. That's, that's, what, that's, that's what it's all about, really. That's, that's the underlying so theme week, here. For this week, guys, of course, vote red for Josh, vote blue for Smack oh, for Dits. Do that. But do then that. the week after, it'll be different. I'll be blue for Own one red. week. For one week. 
So um, you're gonna have to ship. You're gonna have to ship your uh, red mic over to me, and I'm gonna have to ship my blue yeah, mic over to well, you. That's how. I I um I want to change it up for a week. I want to see if if what you've been telling me is uh is really going to live up. Am I going to get creepy Vince? Am I going to get... I hope you get creepy Vince. Am I going to get creepy Vince? Am I going to get lots of Billy and Chuck and Rico? Am I going to get lots of Devon? I don't know. I don't know. You, you might get creepy Paul. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you'll get. I'm looking but forward to that, actually. I'm, one I, week. I, even, even if it's just for... Do they have across the nation at this point? They do, don't they? Oh, yeah, as the theme. Yeah, they do. so like, oh, oh, like I'm all for that. Even just that, I'll take it. Not Ric Flair or NWO, but I'll take everyone else. I um. Oh, you're gonna have to put up with so much Ric Flair. <laughs> no so Bradshaw much. though this week. I haven't seen Bradshaw in a bit. Yeah, that's good. Hopefully, he comes back next week. He's all over the show. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to see Dumb. him. And I'm not gonna watch Raw. Next week, I'll, I'll miss out on a week of Raw. That's fine by me, but you tell me what happens. So I'll I be, will. Um, I'll be uh, back to it. Um, but yeah, you get to live out all my storylines, and I get to live out yours. It's like an invasion angle, this. Mm-hmm. I like it. But it'll be mm. done better, because the actual stars <laughs> of the show will actually rock up on each other's show. Yeah, baby. Um, I'm, I'm keen for that, though. But yeah, I didn't want to tell you for that reason. I've had it in my brain for a little while. I'm like, I should do that. No, I like it. Um, Flip yeah, so, so that we're, we're switching it up next week, but for this week, vote red, vote, vote blue, just do what you always do. Just vote blue. Vote red. It's the norm. Vote red. vote red. You got to see Stone Cold get drunk in a bar. Uh, you got to see, um, Kurt's wig. You got to, you see, got to see creepy wig. Paul touching his chest hair. Good luck. Stacey Keebler doing a. Seductive dance on the announce Trish table Stratus, for you no see rhyme or reason. And you can see her boobies. Uh, I've run out. I've mm. run out. Maven's eyebrows. Oh shit! All right, <laughs> all right. You got you. Got me. I got um, you. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that's looking forward to next week, guys. Of course, we will be back next week, next Monday. Um, make sure you both follow us both on Twitter. All the stuff is in the description below. You know where to find us at this point. We don't really need to put each other over, do we? Do we? No. 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 We know where to, we know no. where to find us at this point. Continue to rate this podcast five stars on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Leave a review, like, share, subscribe on YouTube. Don't interact with that Logan bitch on YouTube. He'll take your account. Did you hear about that, Dits? I did because he commented on my oh, yeah, uh, yeah. money in the bank thing. I was like, who? I get that all the time. Get these fucking idiots coming on yeah. saying, Great oh, content. let's be friends or like, I enjoyed yeah. the video. Like, I was just like, there's no way you've what I literally <laughs> uploaded that two seconds ago. For um, <laughs> contacts, anybody, there's this bot, uh, like, this some person has created this bot that goes on to random videos and says, Great content or like, want to be friends or something. And if you interact with it in any way, so if you go onto that channel, if you like, if you, um, comment back any kind of interaction at all they they, it's basically granting them access to your channel they can see all your videos they can see all your like even if a video is private they can access anything um to your channel and basically your channel is gone it can be completely hacked where you can't get it anymore it it takes over any kind of um the two-step factoring where you have your your phone number linked to your account It, it bypasses everything um so don't interact with them at all. 
They don't want to be do friends. It. It's a bot, everybody. Someone's just created some kind of super hacking machine. I think YouTube are aware of it now, but um, yeah, for anyone, I don't know. I just don't interact. If you don't know the person on YouTube, I wouldn't interact with a comment just for now. That's how I would... Um, that's how I would uh, go. But leave a comment. I'll know who you are. Um, leave a comment and I'll say thank you or whatever I fucking do. But yeah. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Thanks, um, thanks a bunch. Thanks thanks for listening. We'll see you next Monday right here on Dits vs. Josh. Peace out. Peace <laughs> out.